Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, aka the Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms at the Gratitude Chick for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and Gratitude underscore Chick for Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of your reading corner with the gratitude chick. So today we are finishing, still finishing up, maximize your potential through the power of your subconscious mind. We are on chapter number seven and my Kindle says we are 77% through with this book. So that gives me hope. (laughs) So, this chapter, I think we should be able to make it through the entire chapter. Fingers crossed. Because chapter 7, it is only 12 pages. So, I think we should be able to make it through. Yeah. Okay. So, chapter 7 says, is entitled, Why Did This Happen to Me? Very fitting. Tune in to tomorrow's episode of Manifesting in the Bible, and you guys will know, because I just finished recording that episode, and you guys will know why I said this is very fitting. So, counseling men and women is a great privilege, which is considered with privacy and respect of confidence. It is a privilege never to be abused. It is an enlightening experience hopefully to the counsel and always to the counselor, for it reveals the pattern, universal, ordinary, common difficulties that befall everyone. Sooner or later, during the course of an informal conversation conducted without censure, recrimination of any kind, the concept of belief enters into consideration, for it is the key to a fulfilling life. And I'm going I'm to say that part again. The concept of belief enters into consideration for it is the key to a fulfilling life. Belief is a key to to a fulfilling life. Often veterans in so-called new thought movement are disappointed when they hear that apparently simple truth heard so often they're weary of it no longer registers. Invariably, the response is, Oh, yes, that's true. I've known that for years. It's wonderful. But my problem is far more complicated, not so easy to resolve with so simple a truth. Then all sorts of complications pour forth. The trouble of a broken heart, a loss of job, puzzlement, a sense of isolation, in spite of and irrespective of their best intentions, love of God, a deep sense of veneration, their longing for a further answer. If the awesome truth, the key to the kingdom, the essential and basic foundation, according to belief, is it done, is too simply, it becomes equally essential to suggest that perhaps so is the question too simple, becomes simplistic. So basically, he's saying with all of this muddled wording, is that when his the people in the New Thought Movement tell them that it's as simple as tell the people that are like their followers and people who look to them for guidance 
that it's as simple as be it unto you as you believe, they say their response, uh, their followers' response is, oh, I've heard that for years, but all of this stuff that I'm going through is much too much for the, the simplistic answer of be it unto you as you believe. And I think because it is such a simple answer that when you're going through so much and there's a mountain that's sitting on your shoulders, a simple answer of be it unto you as you believe is not it's not gonna it's not gonna cut it. Because you can't tell me with all the stuff that I'm dragging around in the world that it's my fault. I need to know that this is something that's sitting outside of me. At least that's what I'm getting from what he said. You can be visited with a problem, resolve it, and still be wondering, what of tomorrow? All the tomorrows. And that's me. Oof, child, you don't even understand. Listen to tomorrow's episode. A constant dreary scramble for answers, an inordinate, ever-present fearfulness of past and dread of the future. The present filled with moods, ranging from ele- from elation to despair, never understanding why the current problems are happening or occurring. So when anyone asks, why did this happen to me? Their question is a bit more involved and complex. Why is my life so complicated by misfortune, unending bad luck? Why? In its fullest implication, its oldest, most universal cry, a plea for a long-term answer and to find lasting peace of mind, peace of soul. Peace for the soul, rather. For when we possess peace of mind and of the heart, everything else is right in our personal world. Why is a very deep and ingrained desire for the healing balm of truth. Ultimately, it is our quest and longing to experience the atonement, the assurance and security and realization of our essential at one with God to realize, make real, and to experience, to live in conscious awareness of our innate true nature as sons and daughters of a loving, living God. Father of all, it may appear that we are plagued with numerous difficulties and distresses, and I'm not minimizing them in any way. But there is one basic fundamental disorder. It is a sense of separation from the universal. Original source of all, the progenitor, Father, which we have named God. Once we accept the sense, the idea of separation from the original, originating source, every other area becomes manageable and fear begins to fade as darkness before the dawn. In an Asian country, there is a legend about a farmer who went to a wise man in his village and told him about his life and how things were so hard. He did not know how he was going to make it and wanted to give up. He was tired of fighting and struggling. It seemed as one problem was solved, a new one arose. The wise man asked him to go down to the lake and bring back a bucket of water. He then poured the water into three pots and placed each on a hook over the fireplace. Soon the pots came to a boil. In the first pot, he placed a bunch of carrots. In the second, he placed a few eggs. And in the last, he placed a handful of tea leaves. Tea leaves. After they boiled for half an hour, he removed the pots from the fireplace. He took the carrots out and put them in a bowl. He then took the eggs out and put them in another bowl. And lastly, he poured the tea into a third bowl. 
Turning to the farmer, he asked, tell me, what do you see? Carrots, eggs, and tea, the farmer replied. Then the wise man said, pick up the carrots and tell me what you feel. The farmer did so and said, the carrots are soft. Then he ordered the farmer to take an egg and break it. After pulling off the shell, he observed that the egg had become hard. Finally, the wise man asked the farmer to sip the tea. The farmer smiled as he tasted the fragrant brew. The farmer then asked, what does this mean? The wise man explained that each of these objects had faced the same adversity, boiling water. Each reacted differently. The carrot went in strong and hard. However, after being subjected to the boiling water, it softened and became weak. Oof. The egg had been fragile. Its thin outer shell had protected its soft interior, but the boiling water hardened its inside. The tea leaves were unique, however. After they were in the boiling water, they had changed the water. Which are you? He asked the farmer. When adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a tea leaf? That's that's very interesting. Um, pause for a second. Which one are you? Think about the last time something adversely affected your life. What did you become? The carrot, the egg, or the tea leaf? I think that the, what has been going on so much in my life in all my life, I have been a boiled egg. I have been, I came in not really soft, but fragile. And it keeps hardening me up. Like I don't change the water. The water changes me and it continues to harden me, harden me every single time. So I have been a boiled egg. Think about that for you. How, what does adversity turn you into? That's pretty deep. As you look at the problems you face in your life, ask yourself, which am I? Am I the carrot that seems strong, but with pain and adversity, do I become soft and lose my strength? Am I the egg that starts with a fragile heart and a fluid spirit, but after a loss of a job, a breakup, a financial hardship, or some other trial, have I become hardened and stiff? Or am I like the tea leaf? The leaf actually changes the hot water, the very circumstances circumstances that brings the pain. And I, I would like to put a caveat. This past situation, I think I may have been the carrot who went in strong because I have been an egg for so long. But the, this adversity and this adverse situation has made me weak. And I think this past situation, instead of graduating to the T, I have reverted to a, a carrot. That's crazy. Okay. When the water gets hot, it releases the fragrance and flavor. If you are like the tea leaf, when things are at the, their worst, you get better and change the situation around you. When the hour is the darkest and trials are their greatest, do you elevate yourself to another level? How do you handle adversity? Are you a carrot, an egg, or a tea leaf? It is God's plan that all people have enough happiness to make them sweet, enough trials to make them strong, enough sorrow to keep them human, and enough hope to make them happy. The happiest of people don't necessarily have the best of everything. They just make the most of everything that comes along their way. The brightest future will always be based on a forgotten past. 
You can't go forward in life until you let go of your past failures and heartaches. When you were born, you were crying and everyone around you was smiling. Live your life so at the end, you're the, only, you're the one who is smiling and everyone around you is crying. I don't... <laughs> okay. You might want to send this message to those people who mean something to you. To those who have touched your life in one way or another. To those who make you smile when you really need it. To those who make you see the brighter side of things when you are really down. To those whose friendship you appreciate. To those who are so meaningful in your life. By your beliefs, you mold, fashion, and create your own future, your destiny. These statements of foundational truth and fact of our being reveal the transforming vital energies and and potencies of mind. This is your individual transformation. If anyone claims that process is too simple, I have to suggest that perhaps they're confused. Simple was easy. Theoretically, it is simple, as theories of any study or discipline are. Applied theory requires considerable attention, practice, and determination or patience, and a sense sense of responsibility and self-determination. The length of time required is in accordance to intensity of interest of the individual. You can make hard work of transforming processes, renewing of the mind or you can enter into most exciting vital period and have the time of your life in every phase and facet and interest some do not desire to hear of personal responsibility prefer not to be reminded of the simple truth but it is first key that opens the gate to kingdom that is within you the ancient and venerable masters of wisdom, teachers of truths, of life and eternal verities, which never change, said, The angels in heaven rejoice when any soul cries out with all their heart and all their soul and with all their mind. Why? Every thinking, intelligent man, woman, and child sooner or later has to ask if we're to make any sense of this confusing, turbulent world. It is the healthiest, most wholesome question possible i believe many do begin wondering in the tender years of childhood others later on usually when they are disenchanted weary of feeling defeated or when all their noble ideas and ambitions for a better world have begun to fade when we ask isn't so important however as that we ask and that it becomes the deepest desire and longing of our being Surely angels rejoice, for they know another is beginning most fascinating journey of a lifetime. The return, the awakening of awareness of their divinity, a realization they are and always have had their being, their life, in the strong and loving heart of God, and all the energies and powers on earth rejoice to come to his or her aid. I would like to just say this part, this book was edited terribly and they have missed so many words so I'm having to go back and re-record to add in words because they're missing just like the a and the the (laughs) like it's crazy and sometimes the inflection that you may hear in my voice is in the wrong place because not only are they missing words but they're missing commas so please forgive me if you're like what in the world okay Who are these angels rejoicing in heaven? The word angel derives from the Greek angelos, 
which means messengers of God's truth, the goodness. The Hebrew word for angel is malak, which is, which is also translated as messenger. The Bible says, Behold, I will send you my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall come to his temple, even the messenger whom ye delight in, and the son of righteousness shall arise with healing in his wings. When an individual is sufficiently evolved, prepared with a ready mind and a willing heart to listen to and hear old familiar truths presented in new and unfamiliar ways, invariably the angel rejoices. The messenger appears and speaks to the heart. As the old adage says, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. The messenger arrives in many forms, a teacher, book, lecture, physician, healer, even an apparently stray comment. And I agree with this. Um, And you guys will hear tomorrow when you listen in to manifesting uh, in the Bible. I literally um, was scrolling TikTok and heard a 30 second video. And that literally just sparked something in me that I have needed. And the entire episode was about that video that I saw. So make sure you guys tune in tomorrow. No matter what form the angel assumes, welcome the messenger and listen to the message. You have longed to hear the truth, have searched and sought for many years. Reject neither the form of the message, messenger nor the message itself. The message itself, even though it may be of necessity, is radically, dramatically different in comparison to everything that you may have heard and sincerely believed before. The angel is a savior, the spirit of truth. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you make you free. Of course, the angels rejoice in heaven for they know another is ready for the spirit of liberation. God never, never changes, is always eternally, infinitely true. God is love. Ye are of God, little children. We love God because first he loved us. God the infinite, the absolute, can only love. What is the nature of God's love? Love love frees, it gives, it is spirit of God. God knows all that no matter what your religious or philosophical beliefs, God is within you. God never changes, he faileth not. Early in in the Bible, it tells that God finished the creation and pronounced it good and very good. You are a part, an important part of God's creation. God does not play favorites, does not choose one over another. God can only and ever love everyone equally in the same manner. God is within us willing to do good. The whole or holy tendency of God is to give, to heal, to prosper in every way we are capable of conceiving. Nothing in the universe can oppose or restrict it or thwart it. It is God's world, good in manifestation. Nothing can frustrate or block or oppose it. There is only one presence, one power, one being in life in which we live and move and have our being. There is only one principle of life, only one, and that is what God is, one. The one, test ideas, if not on truth return to one there may be two opposing ideas i can i can't or i'll fail i'll succeed as god is one so there's only one answer 
I can do all things. If fearful, believe God's truth is in charge now. God is guiding, leading, and showing the way. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus expresses this universal truth. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. You will receive truth. It will come to you from every angle. Angels of every kind will deliver the good news. The angel is a new angle from which to enter into life, to be born again, to become the new man and woman in God. There is an age-old legend. It is the essence of many religions and has many multiple versions and variations. A wise man, a lover of mysteries of life, a mystic, instructed all the people on the face of the earth to form a great circle. In the center of the circle, they were to deposit all their problems, grievances, misunderstandings, heartbreaks, ailments, lacks and limitations, problems of all manner and every kind. They were granted permission indeed. They were ordered, ordained to examine the whole and to select any of them for his or her own. A great hush fell over the multitudes. They became very still and quiet. After much thought and deliberation, every man, every woman went back to the center of the circle and each one retrieved his or her problems and all returned to the privacy of their household into their own homes. No one, not one soul, elected to select, choose, or take onto their shoulders the burdens, distresses, the trials, and tribulations of another. And I always say to people, you know, would you rather deal with the devil you know or the devil you don't know? And that's really kind of the culmination of this entire story. These people went back and picked up the devils they knew instead of going to deal with someone else's devil. Because the grass always looks greener on the other side. But sometimes when you get to the other side, it's literally just spray paint. That's it. A sign of spiritual maturity, coming of age, is to acknowledge and accept that circumstances are of our own creation. Emerson said this, tailor-made, fit us like our skin. Problems that are yours, which come to you, will not necessarily come to me. Neither will my particular difficulties ever arrive at your doorstep. And this is as it should be. It is so tempting to attempt to solve the problems of others. It is a fallacy and a complete waste and dissipation of your energies. With all the goodwill and intentions in the world, much as we might desire to, we are not competent to resolve conditions of another. We can pray for one another and serve perhaps as messengers, but it is only we ourselves who are ultimately equipped to a cope within our own lives, for they are our creation. We can alter and improve them by changing our beliefs, remembering who we truly are. We must consciously remind ourselves to accept our legacy, our inheritance of all that is good and true and beautiful. Then we can enter into perfect peace, for we will then be one with God. So this I, this entire chapter I don't believe was written by Dr. Murphy. Like I said, it, it this book is written in conjunction with someone else. And I think that there were a lot of quotations in the book. So I think that 
the person who is the second author or the ghost author wrote some of the things and then kind of incorporated Dr. Joseph uh, Murphy's quotes because this was a difficult chapter for me to read in that it was in two different voices. And I think you guys may have picked up on that as well. Um, I had to go back and edit um, some of the things that I said because, again, there it was just all over the place. So in a nutshell, the concept of belief is the key to confit, to fulfilling life. By your beliefs, you mold, fashion, and create your own future, your own destiny. Did you guys hear that? By your beliefs, you mold, fashion, and create your own future, your own destiny. It may appear that we are plagued with numerous difficulties and distresses, but there is one basic fundamental disorder. It is a sense of separation from the universal, original source of all, the progenitor, father, which we have named God. Once we accept the sense, the idea of separation from the original, originating source, every other area becomes manageable and fear begins to fade as darkness before the dawn. When an individual is sufficiently evolved, prepared with a ready mind and a willing heart to listen to and hear old familiar truths presented in new and unfamiliar ways, the messenger appears and speaks to the heart. As the old adage says, when the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. The messenger arrives in many forms, a teacher, book, lecture, physician, healer, even an apparently stray comment. You are a part, an important part of God's creation. God does not play favorites, nor does he choose one over another. God can only and ever love everyone equally in the same manner. God is within us, willing to do good. This is the essence of many religions and has many multiple versions and variations. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. You will receive truth. It will come to you. So that is chapter number seven, guys. The first time in this book that we actually finished the chapter in one episode. Are you excited? Because I am. (laughs) Um, This chapter didn't really do for me what I thought it would, would be because of what I am going through. It is, it, it, it was a kind of a convoluted message of the basic belief of be it unto you as you believe. It literally was 12 chapters of a drawn out message of your life, your consequences, the things that's going on with you right now is a consequence of what you have been believing your most dominant thoughts. That's literally what the chapter is saying. And I do already believe that. I agree. And everything that's going on in my life, it is a consequence of what I have believed and what I've allowed to continue to dominate my thoughts over the past couple weeks. So I definitely agree with the the um, scope of the chapter. Um, hopefully the rest of the book is not as convoluted as this chapter was. Thank you guys for tuning in today, though, to, to listen to this episode. Um, don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you, your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude.
You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talks with the Gratitude Chick. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe and give my podcast five stars. If you have not already, join my Facebook group, Babes Who Manifest. Thank you.